If you're struggling to lose weight, you've probably heard about weight loss medications like Wigovi or ZepBound, and you might be wondering if they're right for you. Meet Plush Care, a leading telehealth provider with doctors who are there for you day and night to partner with you in your weight loss journey. If you qualify, they can safely prescribe you medication from the comfort of your own home. To get started, visit plushcare.com slash weight loss. That's plushcare.com slash weight loss. plushcare.com slash weight loss. Hello and welcome to Irregular Bitches, the podcast for our midlife tribe of like-minded sass bombs who danced their way through the 90s and noughties with our seven for all mankind jeans slung low and our heads held high. We are the women who put the power into girl power. I'm Sarah Kaywood, former indie alumni and Camden pub botherer. And my co-host is Lou Mitchell, former rave alumni and student union botherer. <laughs> It's getting harder and harder to write those intros. Like, what haven't I said about us? How are you, babe? Yeah, I'm good. Thank you very much. Although looking like this, I'm in full tramp mode. As I as I said to you, I'm. She looks like I'm shit. Nike t- Nike tracksuit and a beanie hat because my hair is so like, shocking. Look. <laughs> look, I put a necklace on to try and pimp it up. <laughs> so my hair you can obviously this is a podcast so I won't go into too much detail but where I bleached it it's all broken off at the back so I've had it cut really short which I don't really like and the colour won't the red won't stay in it because it's been so bleached so it's really porous it falls out so Olaplex. I am not in a ha- have you been using it yes I have Olaplex. but I'm not I'm not in a happy Whoa. hair place I'm not in a happy okay. hair but it's fine I mean at least I've got hair and uh, you know at this stage in my cancer journey I haven't got to have chemo so I can hang on to it so. Do you go to sleep on it with Olaplex in? Yes. Okay. So Is that you're doing right? everything you can. I'm wondering. No, that's when what you my, should do. When my friend Alex um, came today from Los Angeles, she's got curly hair, beautiful curly hair. And I went in to talk to her because we always like get in bed and talk to her before we go to sleep because I, I only get to sleep for five years. So she's hashtag adorbs. Uh, but she has a silk hat that she wears in bed. And I was like, oh. oh, maybe I'll get one of those. I bought uh, I bought our friend Jo, I bought her a silk pillowcase. For You've her got a pillow. Did you not get I a pillowcase? I, I've got my yeah, silk pillowcase. But, uh, but then it needs hand washing and I'm lazy about hand washing. So I can go weeks with it. It's sitting on top of the um, dish washing machine at the moment waiting to be hand washed. I'm just looking, yeah. at me, looking dirty. So maybe I need to get something I can shove on my hair. Yeah, but although then you'll just be waiting to hand wash that as well. <laughs> Yeah, but I guess there's wash and wear then, isn't there? Do you think this is really boring for everybody? Fucking shut up, Um, Is everything all right, though? On to the guest. Get on to the guest. Yeah, shall we get on to the guest? You know what? She's so epic. We need to get on. Let's let's get on to the guest. Irregular. Bitches. Now, I'm not normally that at ease with the term warrior when it comes to breast cancer sufferers, but our guest today is actually the real deal. As a consultant breast surgeon, she fights for us all on the front line of care and then in 2015 had to start fighting for herself when she was diagnosed with stage three breast cancer. 
Her Instagram is full of practical, no-nonsense advice for women, and we are thrilled that she's taken the time to talk to us today. Please welcome Lizzo Reardon. Woo! Woo! Oh, applause from the crowd. <laughs> what a lovely introduction. Thank you. <laughs> Thank you for joining us. Um, so I was directed to you. Lou won't know this either because I haven't told her. So when I um, mentioned my diagnosis and then I realised that there might be drug interactions with tamoxifen when I go on that, about yeah. 10 of my followers are like, you have to go and follow Liz O'Riordan. She's absolutely oh, wow. amazing. And so I went over and I thought you were American at first because of the Kettering slow memorial, which yeah. we'll talk about later. Yeah. That's good. That yeah. will come yeah. up. Um, but then I watched a few of your Insta lives and I was like, oh, I need this woman in my life. <laughs> Follow, I'm yours. Follow, follow, follow. Um, so where are you at in your treatment at the moment, Liz? So I was diagnosed in 2015 mm-hmm. and then I had a local regional recurrence in 2018. Right. And touch wood, I am cancer free at the moment. Yes. Which will take. Yes. Um, I'm dealing with my mum who's having cancer. It's very strange being on the other side. But um, October is always a really tough time because it's everywhere. It, well, it does Breast seem, cancer. It seems and it can to be, be very, very triggering if you're newly diagnosed. Um, it's hard to ignore it, but mm-hmm. yeah, I have um, my friend Richard. Is uh, he lost his wife last year, Faye, who was is kind of was became famous locally for being the young mum who died. You know, yeah. she had triple negative, which is you know, as you know, it's more aggressive. And um, and every and he came round the day of my lumpectomy with a massive bunch of flowers and some cupcakes, and I was like. Is this horribly triggering for you, Richard? Mm. But he was lovely. He's very on board Aww. with it. So, yeah, it is what it is. And also, I wanted to know, because I have looked at your blogs and everything, but I was, I don't know if this is a rude question to ask, but what are you, like, okay, women that don't have breast cancer, there are all sorts of different kinds, and we're going to get Liz to explain which ones. But the, the kind of the good kind, if there is a good kind, the best kind to get is the estrogen receptor positive. Is that right? So... It's weird, it's kind of a myth. There's so much we don't know about breast cancer. There are lots of different ways of classifying breast cancer. So I may as well just start now. Mm -hmm. You can either classify it by the bit of the breast it comes from. And most breast cancers come from the ducts that take milk to the nipple, which is ductal breast cancer. Then you can get breast cancer that comes from the lobules, like the meat of the breast that produce the milk. And that grows in a different way, so it can be harder to see on a mammogram. And then you can get inflammatory cancer, which is breast cancer of the lymph vessels underneath the skin. Right. And that can mimic mastitis. And then you take all of those three cancers, they can all have receptors for estrogen, progesterone and herceptin. Right. The most common is ER positive, which is what most women have. Mm -hmm. And generally we think that's a good cancer to have because we have lots of treatments for it. The ones that give you the hot flushes, the hormone blockers. But that can come back 20, 30 years down the line and -hmm. it can develop resistance to the drugs. Then you've got Herceptin positive cancers, which used to have a bad prognosis until we discovered the drug Herceptin, which now gives them a really good outlook. Triple negative is thought of as the bad one because it doesn't have receptors. It doesn't work with tamoxifen and Herceptin. We can only really give it chemo. Mm-hmm. And that's why it's often more likely to come back because we don't have those preventative drugs that everyone else has. Oh, that's why Got it has it. a high instance of recurrence. I didn't know that. Oh, I'm already learning things. But I having, having said that, I've known patients who've had a 
triple negative cancer and 20 positive lymph nodes who are still alive 20 years later mm. and women who've had a small ER positive cancer and it's come back in six months there's mm. so much we don't know yeah um and I would say, so because I know, uh, in fact, we interviewed um, a lady called, a, a wonderful journalist called Rosamond Dean, who's just come I know Rosamond. I was speaking yeah. to her earlier today. Yay. Yeah, there we yeah. go. We're all irregular bitches. She's We're amazing. in the gang. Uh, we are. And, uh, and she, she obviously had um, triple negative. Triple negative, and, yeah. And stupidly, before I'd even thought, she was like, I told her about Faye, and she went, and how is she? And I was like, uh. But then I rem- I clawed it back by saying, but my sister-in-law had it 12 years ago, and she's fine. Yeah. <laughs> because you want to hear the happy stories, not the bad ones, you know. So I, 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 I did actually... I Good slid, recovery. I slid into her DMs and apologised well. for that. I did Well, I, I went back to her and went, I'm really sorry. That was really, like, just... Now, you have but to that's the thing. Me. Yeah. everybody knows somebody and you, you want to share that common sense yeah. and I think when you're first diagnosed you don't want to hear about anybody's auntie but when you're a little bit down the line it's like yeah everyone's gonna know and the problem with Instagram is there are always people you know who are dying yeah because well, they're on social media and that mm. guilt of god they're alive and I'm not and what do I do it's it's a really hard place to be at times yeah I have I've, I've had good cancer guilt like in the in yes. stage one and it's really yep. treatable and I, I felt guilty like when I as when Richard came round I was like I wonder if he hates me a little bit because yeah. he wishes Faye had got this one do you know what I mean and it's it's yeah it's difficult it, it, but it, it's crazy but we all feel it mm. and then people feel guilty that they haven't had proper cancer they, they haven't had chemo so they don't get the sympathy mm. because they look well they've not lost their hair everyone thinks they're fine but mentally you're still dealing with the fact that you've had I mean cancer well, today was the first time I got scared about it coming back, actually. I haven't yeah. had my results yet, but I was just... And I had a little panic and I started frantically checking my boobs in the shower. <laughs> so checking the good one. <laughs> the one that's yeah. not blue. <laughs> yes. <laughs> uh, but what I'm going to do, and I just... The only reason I want to say this is um, because I think all women should do this. But when I go in for my results next Friday, I'm going to ask the breast care nurses to take me into one of the rooms and show me how to check my boobs because I'm not sure if I'm doing it right. So I did a video on this to show people how, yes, how to do it and what breast cancer feels like. Because you see a lot of people standing up in the shower with a arm above the head. And that's Mm. fine if you've got tiny boobs. But ideally, you should do it lying at about 30 degrees. So lying back in bed, which just lifts the breast up onto your chest wall. And I've got a great video where I use car sponges and a lollipop. So -hmm. you can feel what it's like when you're pressing down. But a lot of women don't know how to do it properly. And I never checked my breasts. I'm a breast surgeon. I'm never going to get breast cancer. What's the point? I don't, I, actually, Most women don't. That's that's one of the things I wanted to ask you. Were you, you, were you just like, fuck off? Of course I haven't got yeah. breast cancer. I never did it. It's not going to happen to me. Yeah. It's not gonna, and I, I saw a cyst appear overnight, what I thought was a cyst, and I've got expert hands. It was only my right. mum saying, go and get it checked out. I'd had a mammogram nine months before for another breast cyst. I wasn't worried, but I never checked. I think most women only do when someone famous gets diagnosed or it's October or it's in a TV or a soap. Most women don't. It is sort of the, um, I mean, it it very much reminds me of um, the Jay Goody effect, you know, and you don't. Yeah, completely. Exactly right. I've been trying to tell people to go for their routine mammograms because I've told, I think I may have told this story on the podcast before, but you, Liz, you need to hear this. So when I went for my results, this is before I, it was when I went for my biopsy and -hmm. there was a woman, um, one of the receptionists at the breast care unit was on the phone to a woman who had clearly not attended the three appointments she'd made for a mammogram and she was a bit annoyed with her. She was like, well, are you going to come this time? 
And she hung up and I went, why do people not show up? That's bonkers. That's just... And I guess there'll be people listening that are going, oh, I didn't show up. I'm sort of... Yeah, I'm feeling like I'm, I'm going to make an admission. Louise. What you... now? Well, I'm, I'm 52, Dr. Liz, but when I was 21, I went for a lumpectomy. And what I haven't told anybody is I had had that lump for three years without no. telling anybody. <gasps> Didn't you just have it hanging over you, though? Mm-hmm. I did. And it was life-changing in so much as I will never do that again with my health or anybody else's health. Mm -hmm. It turned out fine. I had a lumpectomy. It was precancerous cells, nothing since. But that whole living with it for three years, feeling scared to the point of not doing anything, I think is quite common. Dr. Liz, do you come across people like this? It's very common. It's the fear of finding out that it could be something. And when I was diagnosed, I knew quite a few people who said, I'm not going to go for the mammogram. I don't want to know. There we go. And and as long as you haven't seen a doctor, it's not real. There we go. Mm. And that's why we still get women presenting with fungating cancers on the chest wall that they've just hidden because they're so terrified of finding out what it is. Mm. I don't tell anyone it's not real and maybe it will go away. And And that's that's Sarah Harding, isn't it? Yeah. That's what kills people. That's exactly what did, yeah. Mm. Will it be painful? Will it hurt? I don't want to know. And the problem is a lot of young women are getting breast cancer and people think it's becoming more common and it's not. It's just old ladies aren't on Instagram. But a lot of doctors, you automatically assume that a young woman doesn't have breast cancer because it's really rare. It's mm. like one in 2,000 cases are young, so they might not get referred as quickly. And then you think, oh, it won't it'll be nothing. I'll leave it alone. I won't get it checked out. Like Deborah James, I won't check my poo. It'll mm. be fine. I'm invincible. The power mm, of youth. And, and there's no guarantee. Right. Mm. You see, but we're medical for My dad's a surgeon, well, retired surgeon. Oh, is he? Yeah, he was an ENT surgeon. So not only are we quite a pragmatic family, but we're also, like, I would always get stuff checked out. I went, had a yeah. mammogram when I was probably a similar age to when Lou had hers because a boyfriend found a cyst. And I think it was it went away, but he was like he said to me after he'd been manhandling me, he was like, "Yeah, you've got a little lump there." And I was like, well, "Thanks, mm. babe, I'll get that checked out." But um, it, it's really common for partners to find breast lumps. That's wonderful. Copper feel, do that. Yeah, thing. definitely. <laughs> but people do have. I mean, I I was told that I have lumpy boobs. My yep. boobs are lumpy, so I mm. have to know them to know exactly. if there's something extra. Yeah, which is a whole different you know, minefield. And I have yeah. I have watched your video and I absolutely will be doing that on a regular basis, although I oh no, I won't say what I was gonna say. No, Sorry. go on. Come on. Go I was on. Go say on. Duncan Duncan is fairly attentive. <laughs> this is my partner Doctor Liz. It's fairly attentive on a daily basis, so and I probably won't get away with it. The reason that Lou won't ever say the rude stuff is because she knows her mum listens. Sorry. Ah, Sorry okay. Liz, okay. <laughs> I think I think your mum knows that Duncan will cop a feel every now she and then. Know, absolutely. Okay. She she absolutely does know that. That yeah. is very true. It would be weird, but... weird if he didn't. Come on now. <laughs> Uh, so Liz, why did you decide yeah. to start blogging about your cancer journey and, and getting on? I mean, because you, you've got quite the following on Instagram. I love it. I, I have. So I, at the time it was mainly Twitter and I used to tweet about triathlons and baking bread. Mm-hmm. By doing all the sport, I could eat all the cake. Yeah. And I was being treated in a hospital, not where I worked, but where my husband worked as a surgeon. Mm-hmm. Everyone would recognize me. I was going to lose my hair and I thought, I can't keep this a secret. 
I'm not embarrassed about cancer. I, I want the world to, I want to just try and get people talking about it. So mm-hmm. my husband and I sent a tweet. We both pressed send at the same time. And I swear it was one of the best days of my life because I was flooded with support from other cancer patients, other doctors with cancer telling me how to cope, what to do. And I kind of found this tribe because I didn't meet another patient during my breast cancer treatment. I was a side dreamer for my reconstruction, chemo. I was the youngest person in the room. And I just found blogging started because my mum lived in Scotland and my brother lived in Switzerland. And it was a way of telling them what was going on without Mm -hmm. having to cry over the phone. My husband was a tech guy and I started blogging. And I realized that I could write quite well about explaining what was happening without being sensationalist or exaggerating. And patients started talking and doctors and nurses started talking, saying thank you. And I thought, I can still be a doctor and I can still help people whilst I'm off work having treatment. Mm. And that led to me being asked to do talks, which led to me doing more writing, which led to me joining Instagram and just a new way of helping people. Mm. Because I had no idea the kind of crazy questions people like me ask when you're diagnosed. So I'd never, as a surgeon, I had never been on a breast cancer patient forum. Why would I want to know? It's not my job. Mm. And then you read women asking, is it safe to have sex during chemo? Because I'm scared my husband's hair will fall out. Or can I take turkey tail mushroom supplements? Or what do I do about the fear of recurrence? And I thought, I wasn't helping these women. And it may Mm. not have been my job too, but this this is a new way of helping when I had to retire as a surgeon. Now, you've actually just um, hit the, like hit on the very reason that I was so, that well, why I slid into your DMs, and Lou knows this, because obviously she was one of the people that I was talking to about this, but the supplement thing is a minefield. Like, you just yes. mentioned turkey tail. I'd never even heard of turkey tail until I went down the rabbit hole of Dr. Google after I got diagnosed. Yes, and, 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 and I, I'm just ordering it on Amazon now. <laughs> Ooh, no, Dr. Liz will be ever so cross with you. No, <laughs> just been doing, just been doing some research and some crazy honey that people are flogging. It's crazy. And the thing is, most doctors don't know that cancer patients are scrolling the internet looking for something quick and easy to cure them, mm. because we're not on Instagram. I, I had never been in the cancer space as a cancer surgeon, and we assume everyone knows you eat a healthy, well balanced diet with a rainbow of fruit and veg. You don't need supplements. There's no one thing that will cure your cancer or stop it coming back. Otherwise, we would tell you. And then Instagram happens. And there are influencers with hundreds of thousands of followers who must be telling the truth, spouting this and spouting that. And people are spending hundreds of pounds a month on stuff I've never heard of. Mm. You don't need it. But it's like that quick fix. It's like, God, I'm as guilty of anyone going into the Chanel counter all dressed up saying, please give me a bag full of freebies that I will never use, but I want to walk out with that little bag swinging. It's that, yeah. oh, look at my little supplement top. Yeah. We are gullible. We mm. are vulnerable. We know it can come back. If one person says this worked for me, yes, I'll take that. I think, and it's not just that. Like, obviously, we started Irregular Bitches because um, of the menopause. And I think the two very much go hand in hand. Like, every person that we speak to about the podcast, don't they, Lou? Everybody is looking for that. And that's why I got in touch with you. I was like, oh, can I take this menopause supplement? Because that is full of snake oil as well. It's a cash cow. Yeah, absolutely. I mean, so what... Can I be completely honest with you? Yes. I, I don't eat well, Liz. I don't Neither eat do well. I. I don't oh. have a rainbow of fruit and veg. And... I feel better already. <laughs> <laughs> I know. Rob, the breast surgeon doesn't eat well either, people. All right. Not all the time. It is really hard to cook 
fresh food from scratch every day. It, it is, is really, really hard when you are both working and you come home and you think, sod it, mm. and I'll get meals out. Them. It's really hard. And there are days when I know I should be eating healthy, but I will just have bagels and cereal for lunch and breakfast. Protein, yeah. what's that? Fruit? Nah, can't be asked. Okay. It's yeah. hard to live healthily all the while. So what would you say to sort of... Um... I want. I think the two tribes are pretty similar to the breast cancer sufferers and and the menopause and the menopause, you know, faction of yeah. things. Yeah, or midlife, just midlife. Yeah, midlife. midlife. What yeah. are we meant to do in midlife? Because I, I mean, the the cancer thing, I I I'm sort of okay with that. I'm not going to start taking any sort of random supplements because I. But that's because I am pragmatic and relatively medical. And you've minded. listened to Doctor Liz. Yeah, yeah. And I've listened to Doctor Liz. But but when yeah. it comes to the menopause supplements, I until recently was that girl spending a couple of hundred yeah. quid a month. So is Me there too. anything that you would say you should take? I think a general multivitamin mm. um, is a good thing to take. And if you are menopausal, then a bone health supplement because you can get osteoporosis, your bones can weaken. And after breast cancer, if you're on an aromatase inhibitor, that can weaken the bones. So a general mm-hmm. vitamin D calcium supplement. And that should cover everything you're not getting in your diet. Um, a lot of people, I have a protein shake for breakfast because I don't like cooking protein. I have like a chocolate milkshake and I know that helps me. And just trying to remember to eat an apple or an orange or something in the day. It's really hard. Mm. But a multivitamin will top you up. The problem with the menopause, especially I've got collagen, the damage was done 20, 30 years ago. It's my years at university drinking like a fish, living <laughs> off fish and chips and toast, being in smoky nightclubs, you know, not putting on sunscreen in a while. You know, we all did fun. it. Fun, 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 <laughs> Yeah, you're, you're, you're 20, you're invincible, you're only an alcoholic if you drank more than your doctor, you know, I'll have 10 gin and tonics a night. I live the life as a medical student, as a junior doctor. And that's why my skin is really wrinkled and thin because I didn't look after it. And you can slap what you like on your face. It's not going to do any good. Collagen supplements are the waste products of fish and meat bones. Uh And there's no guarantee of where they go in your body. They may not go to your lips and your skin. They may go to your joints. But it's that magical, we need stuff to make us feel better. Uh Yeah. And if it makes you feel great spending the money, money on it, that's fine. But actually... Eating, spending that money on fruit and veg and exercising and getting a decent night's sleep will probably do the same thing. But Spend it's boring it on a Peloton, and it's people. not fun. Yes. <laughs> oh, you're not one of those, are you? No, no, we're not Peloton people. It's okay. No. We don't mind. I know Peloton people. They're only, I'm going to offend lots of people now. They're only a bit boring about their Pelotons. <laughs> yes. <You're not laughs> they are. They are. <laughs> but they're exercising, but we just don't and need to hear about just, it all the while. <laughs> <laughs> See, I'll let you into a secret. I... I operated on a 90-year-old lady having a mastectomy and I was doing under local anaesthetic because she got a really frail heart so she was awake. Mm-hmm. And she'd come to theatre with a full face of makeup, foundation, powder, lipstick, the work. She looked better than I did. Fabulous. And when we'd finished, my male anaesthetist went to her and said, you've got amazing skin. And she said, I'll let you into the secret. Nivea cold cream and tomato juice. There That's we go. it. You heard it here first. There you go. Okay, Liz, I've got a confession to make at this point. Oh, yeah, oh, here we go. It's, it's 5 p.m. on a Friday, kids. Gin and tonic time. Bloody Mary! Perfect! <laughs> there you go. Tick one. <laughs> it's, it's 80 it's 20. You have to enjoy yourself and you have to give yourself a break if you're mm. having a tough day. Nobody's perfect. And mm. half the celebrities having a healthy diet have got chefs and nutritionists and meals delivered to the door. 
If yeah, you I've are looking always, after other people, it is really, really hard. I have always said that if I had like, because uh, I always, if I go and stay in a hotel, I eat pretty well because it's there, but yeah. I'll have a fruit salad because it's right there. It's all it's done easy. for you. You've, yeah. never, you've never had to chop and prepare and peel grapes mm. and pineapples and it's hard work. Mm. And you know, I've realised as well, so I don't have any children at home um, mm-hmm. during term time. One's at uni, one's at school. And I realised that I was buying all the fruits and all the rainbow and everything for my children, preparing it for my children, and then not eating it myself. Yeah. Oh, yeah. Which is ridiculous, Mm -hmm. isn't it? So now my latest thing is, no, I'm carrying on buying all the things I used to buy and eating it myself and not throwing it away. And you yeah. do feel better when you start eating it, but it is hard. I got the trying to work out what to cook each night. Oh, I find that's the planning so hard. I just yeah. end up cooking the same five things over and over again. Yeah. And also, my kids are quite young at the moment, so I have to cook different things for them and then something else for me and Andy because they're fuss pots. And I can't wait yeah. till the day where I it's go. It's exhausting. Cook it. Cook your it's fish really hard. Because I'm yeah, not doing exactly. that. Exactly. It does anymore. come. It's a great day. Yeah. yeah. Ketchup's really. red. Yeah. yeah. Isn't it one we of your love Doctor Liz? <laughs> yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Isn't it one of your five a day? <laughs> Tomato in there somewhere. <laughs> Many of us have those stubborn pounds that seem impossible to lose, no matter how good we eat or how hard we work out. My solution is PlushCare. PlushCare is a leading telehealth provider with doctors who are there for you day and night to partner with you in your weight loss journey. They can prescribe FDA-approved weight loss medications like Wagovi and Zepbound for those who qualify. Plus, they accept most insurance plans. To get started, visit plushcare.com slash weight loss. That's plushcare.com slash weight loss. Quality sleep is essential. That's why the Sleep Number Smart Bed is designed for your ever-evolving sleep needs. Need a bed that's firmer or softer on either side? Helps you sleep at a comfortable temperature? Sleep Number Smart Beds let you individualize your comfort, so you sleep better together. J.D. Power ranks Sleep Number number one in customer satisfaction with mattresses purchased in-store. And now, save 40% on the Sleep Number Limited Edition Smart Bed for a limited time. For J.D. Power 2023 award information, visit jdpower.com slash awards. Only at Sleep Number stores or sleepnumber.com. <laughs> um, so just to talk, to, to, to briefly revisit the whole menopause thing, because I yeah. the, the menopause supplements, is there, because obviously we've had people on that have, We've talked about the whole hormone balancing thing. And then there's HRT. Now, Lou and I are actually perfect for midlife women now because I'm not on HRT anymore because I've had to come off it. And Lou is on the HRT. And I know that there are certain things we both know and everyone knows that there are certain things about HRT that are brilliant. Um, But is there anything that you should be looking out for menopausally? Like, to I I don't want to say this to a doctor. I I use inverted commas. Balance your hormones. Because that's a bullshit term, isn't it? I think it's a bullshit term. It's a bullshit term. I was, I think, I've only just become aware of that being a bullshit term. I think, and the menopause is a natural process. It's not a disease. It's yeah. what happens when women's ovaries run out of eggs. So you lose estrogen and estrogen is a natural lubricant. And that's why everything feels a bit stiff and a bit tight and a bit dry. Mm-hmm. It happens to us all. And a lot of women struggle for a couple of months, six months, 12 months, and then they get over it and they're absolutely fine. There aren't that many who have really bad menopauses, but it's a bit like TripAdvisor. The people who are more angry will shout the loudest. So you think everybody's struggling. Yeah. Whereas a lot of women are actually okay after a while when they get used to it. Mm. And 
you can't balance your hormones. It's a natural imbalance that happens when your ovaries switch off because you're not meant to have babies when you're 90. It, mm. It's kind of accepting this is this is what happens and it won't be great for a while as your body adjusts. And the things that can help are boring. As well, HRT is a fantastic drug for the first five to 10 years, but it's exercise, it's sleep, it's eating well, mm-hmm. it's drinking water. It's just trying to rebalance your whole body. Yeah. You don't need to do weird hormone urine tests to see what your your hormone levels are it's all rubbish it's Mm -hmm. all people selling you things to try Mm -hmm. and make you feel better but actually you don't need it there is a bit of grin and bearing and then but as a doctor I'm sure that you would probably agree and my dad always always used to say this he used to say if there if the placebo effect works like you were saying earlier if you want to take a supplement and it works for you then then do have the test you know take take the dim supplement do the thing if you think it's making a difference then and you can afford to spend the money on it and it may be if you're a supplement person then you are healthier anyway because you may be Mm -hmm. looking after yourself more and you may be cleansing and toning and moisturizing because I'm taking my supplements and who knows whether it's a supplement that's doing it or it's everything else but don't take it because you think it's going to have some incredible magic effect yeah I've heard that actually about like whenever they've done um uh studies on people that take supplements and whether they work generally people who take supplements are have healthier lifestyles because they are yeah more into it so, and, and that makes sense doesn't it I think water really is that I don't drink enough water but my, I don't I think my... tea counts but it doesn't but we should all be drinking a lot more Mm. does not tea, doesn't tea count it's not got that much caffeine no. in it doesn't it count at no. all i doesn't. was sure it counts no they say it they say know. it doesn't and i don't drink enough uh, i drank loads during chemo because i was told to but now it's like oh i can't be bothered but i feel so much better when i drink a lot of water yeah right, but it's okay. boring and it's hard work and it's mm-hmm. not fun and you pee all the time that's what winds me up i haven't got time to keep going to the toilet every half an hour i've got shit to do <laughs> that does wear off that does wear off does it you do get more yeah. used to it yes do you, you drink a lot of yeah. waterloo uh, when i'm properly looking after myself absolutely mm. at the moment no look at me no good for a podcast but full tracksuit and beanie at the moment fair listener she looks fabulous she, look, she looks like shit <laughs> i'm joking she looks i can like take it <laughs> uh, now then liz are we i yes. mentioned this i touched on this very briefly at the top but um going back to breast cancer so menopausal yeah. knock yourself out take your supplements if you want to blah 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 breast cancer different kettle of fish you yes. can't just take a fucking supplement willy-nilly when you're menopausal no. and you are also being in treatment for breast cancer. Can you explain why? I would love to. So if you're having chemotherapy, the whole point is to kill cancer cells that are growing quickly. And you often have three or four different chemo drugs that work in very different ways. And if you start taking supplements in high doses, they can interfere with how chemotherapy works. They can stop it working. They can slow down cell growth. And if you slow down cell growth, the cells aren't growing fast enough for chemo to kill. So if you want to take any supplement during chemotherapy, you have to tell your oncologist. And if they've never heard of it, it shows you that you don't need it. And there aren't any supplements. There isn't any magic honey or magic turmeric, which will help you cope through chemo better. Mm -hmm. It's, It's rubbish. But you have to be really, really careful because the whole point of chemo is to save your life. Right. And you don't want to take a supplement if it's going to stop those drugs working. Don't That's fuck the with priority. the process. Don't yeah. fuck with the process. It, don't I'll, fuck with the process. Exactly. 
And what about, um, so I'm having radiotherapy and then I have to go yeah. on. Is it, is mine a, a, a tamoxifen? Is that an, a, what did you call it? An aromatase inhibitor? No, so there are, there are two ways. Your breast cancer is sensitive to an estrogen. So the more mm-hmm. estrogen it has, the more quickly it grows. Now the surgery has removed it. So we assume you don't have it anymore, but there may be cells fast asleep in your bloodstream that could wake up. So we give you drugs to lower the amount of estrogen in the body and that hopefully stops those cancer cells waking up. Tamoxifen works by stopping breast cells absorbing estrogen. So you still get some estrogen absorbed in your bones, so you won't get osteoporosis, but you have much less in your blood system. And that's why you get the symptoms of the menopause. Tamoxifen is metabolized by a series of enzymes in your liver to a chemical called endoxifen that's 100 times more effective. But that group of enzymes in the liver is very sensitive and a variety of drugs, alcohol, foodstuffs can change how it works. And if you're taking supplements, for example, turmeric, St. John's wort, that interfere with that enzyme, your tamoxifen won't work. It's as simple as that. Wow. But the leaflet and tamoxifen won't, cannot list every single possible foodstuff and supplement. Mm-hmm. We know there are things like grapefruit juice, which even taking large amounts can stop it working. The same with alcohol, the same with some antidepressants, but it can't list everything. Mm-hmm. The other drug we use to stop breast cancer coming back is an aromatase inhibitor. And that's given to women after the menopause. And when your ovaries stop, you still make some estrogen through an enzyme in your fat called aromatase. And this drug stops that working. So you don't have any estrogen. And that isn't affected by as many supplements. So it's probably safe to take things when you're on an aromatase inhibitor. But I would ask you, why are you taking them? Hmm. They're not going to stop your cancer coming back. Do you really need them? Are they worth the money? But with tamoxifen, you have to be really careful. Mm -hmm. And if you can't find any information about it, then you probably shouldn't just in case. Right. And um, and I know that you have, um, I'm sort of trying to tease this out of you because you and I both know about it, but Lou doesn't. But there yeah. is a website, isn't there? Which, there is, yes. yes. So it's the Memorial Sloan Kettering Cancer Foundation have a great website um, which talks about every botanical herb supplement. And you can put in what you want to take and it will tell you information about why it's meant to work, what it's meant to do, what the side effects are drugs you should avoid and things you need to worry about mm-hmm. and it's a great place to go for information dr liz could you say that again again the memorial yes it's 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 memorial sloan kettering cancer center so mskcc so if you google that and then herbs and supplements there's a link in one of my instagram videos and i can give it to you to put in the show notes thank you oh lovely Perfect. and it's actually but it's, it... it's i mean it's i went there after i heard you mention it stupidly yeah. I, I was like is there a really good hospital in kettering well, Northampton. That's where I my was thinking mind Kettering. went. No, yeah. it's America. <laughs> it's America. It's, it's, it's one of the, one of the, it's the biggest hospitals in the States. But it's a great free resource because people ask me about stuff and they think, I've never heard of this. Now, that yeah. has to tell you something if I've never heard of True. it. Yeah. Um, but you, you, need to, you need to do the research yourself and just check, is this actually going to do what they say it is? Yeah. Um, I'm now really concerned because you said that tamoxifen will will make me um, menopausal, but I'm already menopausal. So my hot flush is going to be even worse. I'm so So hot. if you st- <laughs> you're you're going to have the cold turkey of coming off HRT. Well, I've done that. That's what I'm doing and- at the moment. Yeah, so-, so tamoxifen may carry that on for a while. You'll kind of go into a new menopause, and most women grow out of Fuck the sake. symptoms in six months to a year. 
Right. Most women, it does settle down. Not everybody, and some of us have horrific symptoms, but there are lots of drugs you can be given to help cope that aren't right. HRT. It's, you know what, I have to be honest, like you were saying earlier, it's like you, you it's the, the people that shout loudest. Um, and actually, because I said to Lou, she was the first person I called, I'm going to have to fucking come off my HRT. And then I came off it and it, I was like, waiting, waiting. Oh, it's actually all right feel okay I'm, I'm not then, i'm not instantly like horrific and suicidal no. and, and um but i am getting really bad hot flushes that like at night yeah. and but that's fine they're also doable and um and i'm actually separate quite... duvets so my first night somebody night's else work, told I me that I'd... today I thought I'd wet myself. I just felt oh. this trickle of fluid going down my, the crack of my butt on my thigh. Oh, go. God, I've wet the there bed. There we go. <laughs> and mattress protectors because the sweat stains on my mattress and my pillow from all the night sweats and separate duvets. So I can toss it off and on and I don't bother my, my husband. Yeah, I have been joking on Instagram this week. It's like... You know, and lube. lube. Lubricant will be your best friend. Yeah, that's if you're having sex, Liz. But even no, because it can get vaginal dryness and some women get cystitis and trouble peeing and it can be a bit sore. Uh-huh. Vaginal lubricant is fantastic, but it's got to be a sensible one. I Because a lot of the stuff you get off boots has got glycerin and chemicals in that can cause thrush. So I, right. if you are that way inclined, there's a great lubricant called Yes, yeah. that some GPs will give on prescription and another one called Sutil, S-U-T-I-L, that are completely safe. No, and I, yeah, I do. I, I mean, I do have, obviously. I won't bring the them. dilators up and the vibators and the vaginal dilators. No, no, and the... Keep those to yourself. Keep hey, those. I, I want to know about them. I'm going to Google them. You want to know about them? Yes. Come so, on, Liz. Because, because estrogen is a natural lubricant, it's why yeah. your vagina gets dry. So everything can be painful. Right. And for a lot of women, the thought of penetration can be scary because everything's so dry and tight. Mm-hmm. But you can get silicone dilators that start at little finger size that you can gently insert in the shower with some lubricant to gently stretch the vaginal walls. Oh. And regular masturbation can help relax the vagina and get you used to it. So there are ways to get back to penetrative sex if you're just a bit terrified at the moment. It is. What is that thing? It's like, like I, I mean, I have said, okay, this is maybe, sorry, lose mum. But <laughs> but I think that masturbating is really important. And because, yeah. because it helps you tick over sexually and I've always said that I think the less the, the less women go without any sort of sexual activity the less they want it and the more men want exactly. it so you're at odds yeah. with each other and actually I can't remember the last time I did have a fiddle so I probably need to have a fiddle I'll have a fiddle. And you may find you need to fiddle differently after the menopause a lot of women yeah. need harder stronger pressure and when your mm. libido goes masturbating can help remind you how good it feels when you do come it's also yeah. a great way to have a good night's sleep and actually yeah. that can help get you in the mood when you're mentally not there it's never awful is it it's never when you, when you do it yeah no. well lou lou's lou's sex drive came raging back when she went on her hrt oh, it didn't last didn't it? though it didn't last did it not did it not no. oh. in some ways that was in some ways that's a good thing <laughs> Was Duncan knackered? For who now? Both of us. It was ridiculous. I've had enough hours in the day. Ridiculous. I love that. I love this. So it calmed. Because of your kids aren't there anymore. My kids would be in therapy by now if I did that. And I'm now sat watching a squirrel outside burying his nuts and my brain going in a completely different direction. It's got a mouthful of walnuts. <laughs> yeah, it's all nuts, isn't it? It's, it's all, all nuts. Oh, you know, 
Oh, so it's gone away, has it now, babe? It calmed right down, and I am quite delighted about that. It was ridiculous. (laughs) There we go. (laughs) Uh, Right, anyway, back to the sensible stuff. Um, Thank you, Liz. Thank you for clearing that up. So I will... I'm not going to take any supplement. There's, I mean, not even... Although somebody did say today that when I get my radiotherapy, Manuka honey is good to put on the burn. Yes. Is that okay? So I would be guided by your radiotherapist. You want right. the area to be dry. And a lot of people get mild skin burn, but sometimes you can get weeping ulcers. I would mm-hmm. be recommended by what they say because what you put on may interfere with the treatment they're giving you. Right. And the, the radiotherapists are fantastic at telling you what... Um, lotions, potions to put on. You want mm-hmm. something that's not going to irritate, that's not going to be sensitive. Mm-hmm. Manuka honey is good for healing, but I wouldn't put it on without telling your radiotherapists. Right. Okay. Be guided by the experts who look after women like you day in, day out. Right. Yeah. Makes sense. Yeah. Get your advice from the people who know. It yeah. may be right. I'm not a radiotherapist, but I would just check with them first. That was actually what was so wonderful about being about advice to come to you to go and follow you on Instagram was like there was a it was a lot of women that were like well I don't really know but I know a woman who does (laughs) so that was wonderful and actually while we while I remember Liz what is your Instagram so that everybody can go follow you it's O'Riordan Liz O'Riordan Liz and um, and and it's not O'Riordan No, it's not. John Snow got it wrong. I know, I'm in good company. I said to Liz, I went, I've just done a whole school run chat talking about Liz (laughs) O'Riordan. And then my husband heard me and went, it's a really common Irish surname. It's O'Riordan, you plonker. And I was really embarrassed. I I didn't know how to pronounce it because I didn't know any Irish people. Oh, there we go. Uh, My husband was my boss. Oh, really? Oh. Yes. I was his trainee. <laughs> and then he asked me out and now I'm the boss. Oh, <laughs> yeah, as it should be, Liz. As exactly. It be. <laughs> um, well, it's been enlightening. I I don't think there's any... I know I'll get off from this and go, there are a million other things I wanted to ask Liz. Is there anything that you want to ask? I'm Lily? really happy with that as a whole episode. Just, I think that's perfect. Just brilliant. Lots you are of just, information. You are... You are a oh. true irregular bitch. You really Thank you. Are. I'll take that as an honour. Can I have yes, a badge I really, can wear when I go well, out, Well, maybe we need to start making some up, like Blue Peter badges for the midlifers. <laughs> yeah, like, are you are you one of us? It's really funny when I Definitely. got... Definitely. I got a little bit told off after I'd been on Loose Women by some people who, who really took umbrage at the term... Um, the Carlsberger breast cancers, which I, I said, if you have to get this one, if you have to get it, this is the one to get. Let's call it the yeah. Carlsberger breast cancer. So I did like quantify it by saying it's shit, you but you know, it's the better end of the stick. Uh, but people got very, very upset with me, didn't they? Liz? I think th- the cancer world is very funny online and there are so many people who feel so many different things mm. and you have, you'll get a lot of, you will upset a lot of people when you start talking about it. And I've learned to take it with a pinch of salt. Yeah. Um, and as long as I believe what I'm saying, not everyone's going to like it, but that's yeah. okay. Perfect. And each journey we're all, is... We're all at different exactly. stages. Absolutely. The journey word. We're back on Strictly. Oh, no, no. The journey, oh, journey word. God. I don't quite like it. I don't mind the journey oh, word. No. It is a journey. This, we're not a reality show, Louise. It's okay. No, it is a, it's it is a journey. Used. It's overused. <laughs> 
It is overused. Um, yes, and, and sod I off, we've had think... cancer. Oh, yeah. yeah. Okay, sorry. Fuck you. <laughs> <laughs> you. You don't understand. Yeah. You're not in our club. Oh, you don't get it. Oh, <laughs> baby. I tell you what, though, that's the other thing that I found about, like, the cancer club is, is, is uh-huh. as inclusive and lovely, mainly, apart from, you know, you do get the odds. Yeah. Like you said, there can be people that are, are, are kind of just upset and I don't blame yeah. them. But mm. it's, it's midlife women as well. And I've had so many... Just, oh, everyone's been lovely. Everyone's just yeah. been lovely. It's been a real um, eye-opener of, of just, of support. Of uh, and, uh, You're not alone. Yeah. There's always someone who will give you tips and advice. It's yeah. just the most welcoming, friendly place to be. Absolutely. And, you know, we, we've all got each other's backs. And, Lou, if you ever have to join the club that nobody wants to join, then we've got your back, babe. Thanks, mate. But I'd rather, yeah. I'd rather you stay the fuck out. Yeah, well, I'll, 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 I'll try my yeah. hardest. Your, your name's not down. You're not coming in. Thank you very oh, much. No, 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 no. <laughs> well, if one and two people get it, between us, you've had it three times. So you should oh, be Oh, there fine. we go. Yeah. There we go. Yeah. Um, Liz, thank you so, so, so Amazing. much for Amazing. joining us. Oh, thank you for asking me. eye-opening. And in what is an extremely and pertinent month as well. Yeah, go on. Yeah. The book is in the post. Oh, my God. I forgot. Let's not... Come on. Liz is really Let's book. name the book. Let's name it. Let's name, name so, the book. So, I wrote The Complete Guide to Breast Cancer um, to answer all the questions I had. Mm-hmm. And it covers everything. Sex, family, children, diet, it coming back, mental health, you name it. Um, because it had all the questions I wanted to know. So that's yeah. out there. Audiobook, I'd completely forgotten. Read. I should have put that in my intro, actually. I'd completely forgotten that you wrote no, an epic book as well. So thank you for your, your gift to us all. Very much appreciated. It's also really good for partners to read to understand what it's like to go through the menopause or why their partners are struggling. So give it to your husband or your wives and they might actually understand what's going on in your head. Yeah, I did actually give And why are the doctors doing that? Well, read the chemo chapter and now you'll get yeah. it and I don't need to be the doctor. So it can be quite a good way of doing that. Yeah, Andy had to stop. I'll just, before I give you your proper sign off, which I've written and it's lovely. Um, but Andy um, had to stop himself from saying, stop being dramatic after I bless him because because I, I can be historically, Liz, I, I have been known maybe to be slightly drama I'm not I was on telly for a reason um and so but it was just the, the sort of the way he always used to speak to me to calm me down and then and I was like you know you've got to stop saying that and he was like yeah I do I'll stop saying it he hasn't he doesn't do it anymore good <laughs> but cancer can be dramatic and I think you do need to let all those emotions out yeah absolutely yeah. Well, onwards and upwards anyway I'm cancer yes. free we're cancer free yeah yes. you, we are brilliant we are um so, Liz, thank you very much for joining us. Do you know what? It's an extremely pertinent month for women, obviously. It's both Breast Cancer Awareness Month and World Menopause Month. Two massive things in one month. I mean, go figure. I think a man must have come up with that idea. <laughs> uh, you always say to squeeze us both in, squeeze the two massive women thing into one month out of 12. Fuck off. Uh, your wisdom <laughs> is very much appreciated and we're sending you so much love uh, and, and hope that that bugger stays right away from you now right not welcome here, back here. Um, that's all for this episode but thank you thank you Andy sorry if I've sagged you off again uh, who he toiled to get this episode out for Breast Cancer Awareness Month we are extremely grateful thank you darling to Choposaurus for our catchy theme music and to you guys for listening sharing and recommending Irregular Bitches please keep on doing that and also feel free to leave us a glowing review as well oh, it you really can reg- yes five it stars. really does really it really, it really mm. does I've started getting in the habit now of just mentioning it to everybody I meet, which I think that was, and now I do, I'll just go, well, have you listened to the podcast? And then I literally yeah. will it's, take it's that It's time number. to be shameless. Totally. Yeah, I, se- I send them a link. 
Yeah, so do I. DMC. Yes. Send a link. They're like, how do I get that? I'm like, I'll make sure you I'll send it to you. Yeah, absolutely. But Email signature. Absolutely. Um, If you want to email us, you can. It's irregularbsbaby. Louise found that address. It's brilliant. Irregular bullshit baby. Love it. Irregularbsbaby at gmail.com. Irregularbsbaby at gmail.com. But for now, let me hand over to Luby Lou for the catchphrase. And it's stay cool, bitches. I wish I could. <laughs> imagine the softest sheets you've ever felt now imagine them getting even softer over time that's what you'll feel with Bowling Branch's organic cotton sheets. In a recent customer survey, 96% replied that Bowling Branch sheets get softer with every wash. Start getting your best night's sleep in these sheets that get softer and softer for years to come. Try their sheets with a 30-night guarantee. Plus, get 15% off your first order at BowlingBranch.com. Code BUTTERY. Exclusions apply. See site for details.